At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We continue our player profiles with one I know you've all been waiting for. Today, you will hear from LaMelo Ball, the rookie of the year from the 2021 season and one of the five youngest all-stars in NBA history after his second season here in the Queen City. You'll hear from LaMelo. We'll talk about his second year as well as his future. Very bright and promising one, of course. And we'll do so today with the lead writer from Hornets.com, Sam Purley, back for another Two Sams edition of the HHC, although I don't think people are going to file this one under the Two Sams category. This is a LaMelo podcast. Sam, welcome back. LaMelo, a phenomenal second season in the NBA. 20 points per game. He makes the All-Star team and was really one of the stars of the All-Star game. I think he was one of the, in my opinion, at worst four or five best players in that game or most entertaining players. He really had a fantastic season. Your takeaways from the 20, age 20 campaign for LaMelo Ball. Well, for one, thank you for having me. I don't think there's any shortage of adjectives you could use to describe a season. It was tremendous. I mean, everything you were kind of hoping for coming off the Rookie of the Year campaign last year and ended the season last year, obviously, with the injury or coming off the injury. So didn't have as nearly as much steam ending things as he did to start the year. But man, he just took over to start his second season. I mean, he was great. The three-point percentage I thought was really, really impressive. I think that's the thing that stood out the most. Shot almost 39%. So I don't know what more you could have wanted to see from him in terms 
terms of you know where he is in his development, where he is in his age. I mean, he took major, major steps, not only from a statistical standpoint, but also just game management, knowing how to like work games at the end of clock, making right decisions, things like that. But again, it's hard to forget. I mean, he's only 20 years old. I mean, this is just incredible. He's going to get better and better. And obviously the All-Star was a big part, but you know, he had so many fun moments this year too, hitting some late shots, game winners, buzzer beaters. What a joy to watch and a joy to cover this season. And obviously there's only hopefully more to come in the future. Sure, Lincoln hopes so. If, if there was any doubt of who the star, the face of the franchise was going to be, I think LaMelo pretty much put it to rest. Although he is the kind of star that's in the mold of a Steph Curry, of a LeBron James, of a Magic Johnson in the sense that he makes his teammates better. He is at his best when everyone around him looks good and everyone around him looks good because he's playing so well and incorporating others into the offense. And I think that's what makes the future for the Hornets so bright. It's not just that LaMelo Ball is getting better, but this franchise, this roster is getting more mature, getting more experience. They're getting to a point where they can accentuate LaMelo's talents and LaMelo can accentuate theirs in turn. Yeah, and I mean, he's such a unique player. I mean, it's an adjustment playing to somebody that has this kind of skill set with the passing, with the playmaking abilities. So, and I think when you look back at that first season, I mean, the practice time was kind of hindered. Obviously, they played fewer games. I mean, it was just kind of moving things and trying to adjust on the fly. I think this year where things were a little bit more stable for the most part, and I think you could really, you played, obviously played a full game was, or a full season. It was LaMelo's first full season in the NBA. I think you got some different pieces around him that really brought out the best in this Hornets offense that I think maybe, as we remember, jumped from like 23rd to 8th. So obviously LaMelo was a huge part in that jump. So yeah, I think that was a big factor in in just guys getting more comfortable playing around him, getting different pieces around him, playmaking pieces around him. And other guys taking jumps as well. You know, Miles Bridges took a big jump. P.J. Washington, Terry, I mean, all those guys were were really productive on a nightly basis. So LaMelo is like kind of just, as we've mentioned so many times, it's kind of the straw that stirs the drink in this Hornets offense and was a big factor. I think finished second or third in pace as well. I know that was a big goal to play fast and play quick getting up and down the court. So, I mean, we're, we'll probably say it till we're blue in the face in this podcast, but just awesome. Everything about the season was awesome, particularly for a 20-year-old. I mean, just doing stuff that just doesn't happen in the NBA for 20-year-olds. I mean, the list, when you look at lists and it's like, you know, Magic Johnson, LeBron, Kobe, Luka, those kind of names, and you see LaMelo in there, you're like, okay, this is rare stuff you're seeing. It's very rare to have someone excel this quickly in the NBA. We'll talk more about his future later, but one stat I want to key in on here as part of why I'm so excited about the future is while he did have that huge scoring jump going from 15 points per game to 20 points per game, it's both where he demonstrated how good he can be and where there's still a lot of room left to grow. His three-point shooting was exceptional this year. He shot close to 39% from beyond the arc, and you compare him, I mean, comparing him to the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry, that's a a little unfair to anyone because it's Steph Curry, but you look at all of his contemporaries, LaMelo's, in terms of their three-point percentage at roughly the same time in their careers or the present, LaMelo Ball is head and shoulders above them. Trey Young, second season was a 36% three-point shooter. He, to date, has not had an individual season where he shot as well from three as LaMelo did this most recent season. Luka Doncic, who has been dazzling in the playoffs, even though it's not been the best result in the conference finals for his team, the fact that he got Dallas there and the way he individually has performed, it's been just an exceptional run for Luka, but he has never been close to a 38%. I think his best was 35%, and that was this year from beyond the arc. So that's one area where... 
you see some of the flashes of greatness from LaMelo and the area where you look at his scoring and say he could do a lot more. He didn't finish at the rim quite as well as I think most people assume he can. And we'll hear from Mitch Kupchak later in this podcast. He talked about adding some strength, which he's 20. He's going to get stronger as he continues to mature physically. Those finishing rates, that percentage is going to go up. And I think that's where we'll see the next jump for him scoring wise, not just knocking down the threes when he gets and takes those opportunities, but finishing at the rim more consistently. Yeah, you look at the three-point shooting, too, and I want to say before the wrist injury last year, that percentage, his three-point percentage was somewhere like maybe 37%, 38% last year, and I think missing all that time and then coming back, it just it was hard to kind of pick up, regain his form with everything going on last year. So I want to say overall, for his career, he's actually just under 38%, and it's not like he's taking a couple attempts a game. I mean, he took 565 three-point attempts this year, made 220, which was 13th most in the league, right behind Terry Rozier, who was 12 so it's not like he, you know that high number that high total which I think if I can remember was one of the top 10 it's one of the top 10 season totals in Hornets history and I think it's the youngest youngest player ever to get 200 in a season in the NBA so he's knocking down three pointers and he's also doing it at a very efficient rate I mean anytime you're I think north of 38 39 percent in that area I mean that's elite level for the NBA so yeah I think the three-point shooting was outstanding this season and I think as time goes on and like you said he gets stronger I think that's only going to open up his finishing game at the rim a little bit more because guys are going to play off of him more they're going to play up on him I mean he's so quick with that first step and kind of turning guys with those long strides I mean he can get to the rim and I think that's also going to help too his free throw generation I mean he only averaged 3.2 free throw attempts a game I mean some of that is there's always this thing as always the younger guys they're not getting as many calls you know you got to earn those calls as a superstar but I think he's certainly capable of, of kind of generating more contact getting stronger finishing and you could see that scoring really go up to 24 25 points a game when he starts kind of getting to the line a little bit more consistently in the years to come. And doing it all while averaging roughly as many steals per game as Steph Curry did through his first two seasons, quite frankly, Steph Curry's career average, and doing it all while averaging more assists per game than Steph Curry has throughout his entire career. So that's another marker out there of one of the all-time greatest players at his position in Steph Curry, and LaMelo Ball is putting up comparable numbers in certain statistics, and he's just off to a phenomenal Phenomenal, phenomenal start. We're going to let you hear from the man himself, LaMelo Ball, talks to me about his second season in the NBA and in Charlotte. That conversation is next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Cataracts made it hard to see clearly. Even movies were blurry. So I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Now let's welcome LaMelo Ball back to the Hornets Hivecast. LaMelo, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. LaMelo, it's been an eventful season. Fourth youngest all-star in NBA history and a lot of growth for the team collectively. How would you, in your own words, describe your second season and the 2021-22 season for the Hornets overall? Second season for me, I felt like it was cool. Not really where we wanted to be, though, but I feel like everything's a learning experience. So obviously you can 
take it and learn from it. And then as a team, like I said, I feel like it's definitely a learning experience. And I feel like the main goal is just always being being better than last year. And we were 10 games better. So I feel like that was that was cool. And then hopefully next year we're going to be 10 more or something like that. So yeah, just always moving in the right direction. That 10-game growth is so big for the team. And most years that record gets you not just in the playoffs, right. but straight to the top six. It just so happens this year was different. So. Collectively, how do you feel as a team? Do you focus on we put forth the kind of record that should have gotten us where we wanted to go? I mean, just knowing you can, you know, play with the best teams and just have a, a winning record. I mean, I feel like we should have won just more games. You know, it's some overtimes. It's just some little games that we did lose. You guys had, you know, this big growth. Yeah. And so you, you, you made this big jump forward. There's a lot of positive to look at. But is it also better to have the motivation that, we want to make the playoffs, and we didn't. And we got to do more oh, yeah. to do to that. Just have that chip on our shoulder. I mean, to not make it. So definitely working towards that next year. I mean, I feel like it should definitely make everybody, you know, want to work harder in the summer and stuff like that. Personally, for you, I, I've been covering you since you were in high school. Since high school, I think you've not only been on a different team every year, you've been in a different country yeah, every year. Sure. What kind of growth did you see from yourself, having a little bit more stability, knowing you were going to be in Charlotte, getting to stay in the same place? How much do you feel you grew this year compared to others? Like I said, pretty much on the team thing, you know, just trying to be better every year. So with myself, pretty much just trying to be a better me every year. So whatever that means or whatever that's doing, just always trying to be better. You made that jump from rookie of the year to all-star year one to year two. Right. Where do you feel you need to grow the most year two to year three? Year three, I mean, like I said, just deep in the playoffs, hopefully hopefully make the playoffs, you know, win some games and get straight to it. LaMelo Ball, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. LaMelo, looking back at this season, is there a single game that you feel really defines the year, for better or for worse? Like I said, them, them overtime games always kill me. I just feel like if we won half of those or all of them i mean where we'd be sitting uh, i don't even feel like we'd be having this convo you feel me is that maybe the inspiration for next year not to say whatever the workload you did last year was 48 minutes and the amount you got to go further that's that's the extra five that's the overtime yeah just honestly finishing games though i feel like i feel like it was a lot of games that we let go to overtime just off of who knows a lot you know it's a lot of stuff they take in accountability but yeah was there a signature play Last year, it was the Miles Bridges dunk over Clint Capella. That's the one that you said was the play of the year. Is there a signature moment, a poster for this season? Signature? Honestly, I can't, I can't count of the years combined, so I really don't even know the plays. It probably have to be a crazy dunk or something, probably lob, something like that. And if you're looking at one of your teammates for one of those lobs, you threw one under the legs off the backboard to Montrez. You had one to Miles. Yeah. Two great plays. Probably some other ones, too. Just with them dunking and stuff, that's always, you know, amazing to watch. Seeing the growth now, 33 wins in a shortened season, but 33 wins your rookie year, now 43. Where do you feel the bar is? Is it a win total? Is it a spot in the standings? What do you think, sitting here now, the goal will be for next season? Yeah, like I said, just, you know, being deep in the playoffs and making a great run. The only time I could tell for it, just see, see what we bring in, see what happens, see how everything's looking. And then, yeah, you could tell from there. At the very least, have that Employee of the Month plaque up there on the wall for you. You need that. It's a great commercial. <laughs> Thank Last you, Last thing for you. It has been 20 years since Charlotte has had back-to-back -back winning seasons. It's been a very, very long time. Do you feel confident that streak will end next season? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like we should end that for sure. Like I said, I'm worried about playoffs and trying to get into that for sure.
Lamelo, it's been a lot of fun covering you all year long. Have a wonderful offseason. We'll look forward to seeing you next year. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Our thanks, as always, to LaMelo Ball for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber, Sam Perley here with you talking about the conversation now. And we'll hear also from Hornets General Manager Mitch Kupchik because he recently had some media availability. And he talked as well about the future for LaMelo Ball. But let's talk about that interview. Sam, your takeaways. I think the biggest takeaway I got is I think you look back and I think as someone that is you know, just 20 years old, still very new to the NBA and had a lot of success already. I think he really wants to win here. I mean, I think that's really, really important. I think as you're a young a young player in this league and you see in some certain situations or environments, guys get this early success. They get early accolades, make all-star game, rookie of the year, and, you know, the winning will come. But I think he wants to win now. I mean, he, he wants to, and the team is, you know, for all intents and purposes, is a winning team right now. You know, it is just kind of had some bad luck this year with the way the standings played out and everything. And obviously you mentioned you look back at those overtime losses and man, it's just, it's hard. You can I know you can think of just two or three right off the top of your head if one play goes the other way. But you know, overall, I think it's I don't think you're gonna have to worry about him getting better. I think he's he's probably in the gym right now as we speak. I mean, he's kind of a, a workout fiend, just constantly working on his game, loves basketball, loves getting better. And you saw those improvements this year. I think it's only gonna be more to come. I'm excited to see what the next part of his maturation is going to be physically, mentally, game management, stuff like that. That's gonna be a lot of fun to see. Okay, where can he, he took this to another level this year what's the next level he can get to next year and from my perspective look none of this is easy he's making it look easy but none of this stuff is easy but in terms of the the lower hanging fruit where he can get better and the team can get better you reference it for the team if they're closer to 500 in overtime games they're close to a 50 win team that's not to say it's going to be easy but there's some motivation now for this entire core of this roster to say hey we got to put in that extra five minutes we got to make sure we close out these games regulation overtime whatever it is these games are there for the taking and we miss too many opportunities so that's low-hanging fruit that can get them to a 50-win team and like I referenced in our first segment his two-point percentage there's a lot of room for growth there I think he would agree with that that he didn't finish at the rate he would have expected to from in and around the basket area and that is an opportunity for him to have a quick search not easy, but it's lower hanging fruit and an opportunity. And it is something that I think was referenced when we heard from Mitch Kupchak, general manager of the Hornets in the last week here. He was asked on a variety of topics. Most of it was centered around him being extended, which we're thrilled about, as well as the decision on the coaching moves. But he did talk about LaMelo. Here's what Mitch had to say. Well, I'm not worried about him. You know, his work ethic and getting in the gym, right? He loves the game. Yeah, he'll be in the gym. Yeah, he'll continue to work on his game. I don't think that's a question. He does need to get stronger. And it may be hard for you to notice, but I think he's made some improvement over the over his rookie year. He's gotten a little bit stronger. So I think he's got to get stronger, which obviously means he's got to get in the weight room. And you know, the next step is also become a better two-way player. Offensively, he's just a joy to watch and a joy to play with. Managing, you know, end of game, end of quarters, two-for-ones, that part of the game, I think that'll come naturally. 
as he gets older and has more experience. But the things he can control right now would be getting stronger and becoming a better two-way player, which means on the other side of the ball, which is the defensive side of the ball. So, Sam, he talks about becoming a better two-way player. That's getting better defensively and getting stronger. And that stronger part is going to naturally happen, but it's also going to happen with the work that LaMelo is actively putting in right now. And that's going to lead to him finishing at a higher rate around the basket and just being a better version of himself, an already all-star version that we saw last season. Yeah, and I think the stronger thing, too, is going to naturally just help the defense. I think the stronger you are, obviously, the better lower body strength you have, the harder it's going to be for opposing players to push you off your spots and get around you and things like that. And like you said, this is natural. Like 20-year-old guys that are 19, 20, 21 years old, they don't come in the NBA physically at their peak maturation physically. I mean, it just takes some time to kind of get that strength you need. And I mean, you know, how fast and talented a lot of the guys in the league are defensively. It's hard. I mean, like you said, this is hard. This is really, really hard. But he's got the size. He's got the wingspan. He's got the length to be a really good on-ball defender. Off-ball defender, you know, he's really, really good. Mention the steals. I mean, he's so good. That same sort of natural ability to kind of see things ahead of time offensively, he can do it defensively, you know, with the generating the steals, the tip passes, and then once you go, it just leads into fast break opportunities. So that stuff's going to come. I don't think this is anything, you know, the two things that that Mitch mentioned specifically, getting stronger, becoming a better two-way player, that is not at all uncommon for 20-year-old guys in the league at this point of their careers to need to continue kind of progressing and work on. So I have no doubt that he's going to make major strides in those areas as early as next season. No doubts here either. And he's already made major strides and has already in large part transformed this franchise. You look at the last marquee player that was you know really a focal point and that would be Kemba Walker, and you look at his first two seasons, I think he finished, what, 90 games below 500, or the franchise did, 90 games below 500 his first two years. Year three was really where Kemba started to take over the team, and they did make it into above 500 territory and into the playoffs in that 13-14 season, but the franchise wasn't able to sustain it. I think right now with what we're seeing from LaMelo and the rest of this core, signs are obviously there that it can and will be sustained. A lot to look forward to next season from LaMelo and from the rest of this young roster, and we'll continue to do these player profiles and look forward to having more conversations with Sam Purley along the way. Sam, thanks for joining us today here on the Hornets Ivecast. Thank you, as always, for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. For our guest Sam Purley, our producer Rob Longo, and everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.